You're tuned into the Story Behind the Business podcast. My name is Leyland Viano. I am sitting here with Adam Bessie and Joel McDonald. Yeah. And today we're going to talk about a whole bunch of shit. Yeah. Oh, oh, I didn't know we swore. Now we're swearing? <laughs> well, now we're swearing the now. three of us get live and we start to swear. Yeah. So I think before we start, the, the question that everybody's going to have is, why is Layla not wearing a red and black shirt? Yeah. Yeah. Well, because when I wear flannel, I look... <laughs> Never mind, actually. <laughs> You're not a flannel guy. No, I'm not a flannel guy. It brings me back to my rural it's, childhood. It's So for those of you who don't know, it's Flannel Friday, and uh, myself and my co-host, Joel McDonald... Uh, really buy into those types of tropes. So Flannel Friday. Is that really a thing? <laughs> yeah, Flannel Friday, Red and Black Friday. We're actually wearing almost yeah. the exact same clothes. And yep. and I think we should point out, because not everybody's going to be watching this as a video. You might be listening to this. We are in the same room, but yep. we we measured. We are social distancing this podcast. Yeah. Leyland's at one feet. table, Adam at a table, and myself at another table. And, nice. we're, in a, and, and we're in a really hollowy room. Yeah. So that's just to, to tell you that it's... It's pretty empty and bare because we don't want to have uh, any type of like clutter that could you know get our germsies all over it. Yeah, but I'm all right with you guys. Yeah, I mean yeah. technically. So just for those of you who don't know, I mean we we have 95 percent of our staff working from home, um, and the building that we're the built the Westland building that we're at right now is absolutely empty except for five of us. And the five of us are all working from separate offices. So even when we're doing meetings, albeit this meeting here, uh, we're doing vid chat meetings. So it is completely odd. We all kind of have our own wing right now. It's nice. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Who would be the West Wing? Uh, Joel, would, you would be. Here, north, north, east, west. West. No, no. So west this is, is the West Wing. This, yeah, yeah you're the West Wing. You're the West Wing. The West the Wing. Wing. Well, you're in the West Wing too. No, he's 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 South Central. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he's South Central, and I'm and I'm and I'm Northern Canada. Yeah, yeah. I am I'm the West South Wing. Central. That's right. Okay, so Joel, why don't you kind of break it down? Like, what are we? You know, we've been. This is episode 18 of the Story Behind the Business podcast. We haven't had a, an episode where the three of us have been on interviewing anybody, and we haven't had an episode where we've done just the hosts. So I think it'd, it would be nice to kind of set a precedence on what we're doing in this episode and what we're going to do for the next, you know, 30 some odd episodes. Yeah. And so we've been, as the story behind the podcast name would say, um, we've been meeting with, you know, business owners or different leaders or different thought leaders in different areas, finding out their story, finding out you know, what makes them tick, how they started their companies and things like that. And now I think what we're going to do is pivot a little bit. We're still going to have all those people on. But what we want to do is start to get a feel from everybody that what are they doing right now in their business and what do they see in the future? Because we're at a point in time where none of us really know. I was on a call the other day and there was 10 business owners on a call. And the question was, when do we come out of this? And the answers ranged from two months to two years. And so the, the reality is somebody might have been right on the call, but nobody knows who. Right. And so we want to find out from lots of different people in different industries, in, in restaurant industries, in real estate, in marketing. What are you doing today? How is it affecting you? And what do you see? And so hopefully, you know, we're going to get some answers as to... You know what some people need to do for their own business or just maybe just interesting hearing from you know completely different walks of life and other companies 
And I think I think that's uh, I think one of the things that we haven't really done a lot on the podcast is has been talking a lot about our own background and our own experiences in in terms of business and marketing and sales. And I think the thing that excites me about what we're going to be doing is we can take a look at it from a creativity standpoint, from a tactical marketing standpoint, from a sales and business standpoint, and really kind of dissect and, and figure out where where we're all headed and and hopefully pull in almost like best practices. Uh, there's people out there that are actually, I hate to say it, winning during these downturn, but in a sense, if you're in business, when there's a recession, you wanna be winning. So what are some of those things that people are doing to win? And also, what are some of the horror stories that are happening to certain businesses or certain people right now that we can maybe learn from and kind of adapt and evolve to? And at the end of the day, just hopefully help some people out. Yeah, I think it's important because no one really knows what to do it's going to be interesting to to explore what other businesses are doing because um, there's going to be little pieces of information we can take and apply to our business just as much as we can provide that to them as well. Um, it's obviously also a very tough time. Like it's there's businesses having mm-hmm. to make, we've had to make some tough decisions. Like there's yep. fiscal decisions that have to be made at businesses right now uh, with an optimistic outlook on, on the future, but still they're, they're hard. They're hard decisions that have to be made, right? And you know what I think might be cool that might come out of this as well as we just dive into all of these different industries, and I think you kind of touched on it there, Leyland, is you know what? We get so locked into our companies and our jobs and our industries that we don't always take a step back and look at what other people are doing. And there might be things that they're doing in the restaurant industry or they're doing in marketing or they're doing at a craft brewery that you go, hey, wait a minute, that's a really great idea. I could implement that into my business, which has nothing to do with craft beer. And I can take that idea and run with it. Or maybe it just spurs out another idea. And so, you know, there's lots of people out there doing some pretty inventive things right now to to try and do this. And so I think it'll be fun to learn from them because they, they say that businesses that double down on sales and marketing in a downturn will come out 180% ahead of businesses that don't. But it's really easy to say that. It's really easy to say, well, yeah, just double down on sales and marketing, but you just laid off half your staff and you're saying, well, okay, but I just laid off half my staff. How am I yeah. supposed to double down? I don't have the money to double down on sales and marketing. Yeah, and I don't, and, and honestly, when you had the staff there, if you weren't focusing on sales and marketing then, it's even tougher now to focus on sales and marketing. And I don't just mean because it's a single, per, like a single person, but when you're in a recession, everybody is telling you to double down on sales and marketing. So there's so much information Especially out there. marketing agencies. Especially marketing agencies. Like, I mean, yeah. we're, we're a marketing company and we're getting sold to five to six times a day by other marketing agencies trying to sell us their bullshit SEO or some sort of like, we can help your agency scale and grow. So it is, it, it does get frustrating. It does get, uh, you kind of get all this onslaught of information. It's like, where do I start? How do I go for it? So yeah, I'm right now I've said it. I, I'm taking any frustrations I have out on cold LinkedIn messages. If you're a salesperson and you're messaging me that same old BS right now, or you start it with hope your family's doing well uh, during COVID-19, you are going to get profanity from me. And yeah. I'm putting that, that's just the way it is. It's, that, it's not, that is not going to work now. And I think the one, one positive thing, you know, it's, it's, not a, it's not a great time, but there are positives that will come out of it, is that business models are now going to have to shift. Like, and, and post this, 
we're going, they're going to be shifted permanently and f as they find solutions to solving these problems. Yeah, it's funny, Leyland, because me and you had this conversation earlier, and it's like almost since this started, the number of messages I get on LinkedIn have doubled. And it's just the same people giving me the same crap, the same canned message, hope your family's well, COVID-19. Hey, and then, you know, they're trying to sell me some product that they know nothing about me. They're just spamming this. And because, again, I think what's happened is they've heard double down on sales and marketing, double down on sales and marketing. And so they're saying, okay, well, I'll just quadruple the number of people I spam on LinkedIn, provide zero value, and maybe that's what I need to do. And I think what would be really cool over the next little while is we start to identify some really good ways to do sales and marketing without just doing the same old lazy, boring yep. sales that just is not going to be successful. Yeah, and you know what I think that, and I don't think we're saying don't approach people on LinkedIn, don't connect with people on LinkedIn, just don't do it in a bad practice. Like don't, don't, people are so afraid to pick up the phone and try to cold call somebody because they're afraid to sound like a telemarketer. Well, don't sound like a telemarketer. That's why scripting's in place. That's why role playing and making sure you sound proper and you sound you know professional on the phone i mean it's not a bad thing right now our team uh, our team's having great conversations with people because they're picking the phone up e email is not the way to connect uh with people during this downturn InMail on linkedin is not the way to connect with people on this downturn i need to know that somebody actually has looked someone called me walter and on, like, <laughs> they called me walter hey walter it's like Listen, pal. Were you, wearing, were you wearing that shirt? I was wearing the shirt. <laughs> I, I could see that. I could see them looking at me as being a Walter hey, when Walter. I'm wearing my, my yeah. final Friday. Yeah, they're getting ridiculous. But I was, I was just going to say, you know, the, the doubling down thing, I think, and this is what I, I'm super interested in talking about with, uh, with other businesses and ours over the next few, few, uh, few days here as we roll this out is what does doubling down necessarily always look like? For some verticals in our business, right now it's about relationship building. So we're able to, we have the resources to help these, to help businesses with this no cost thing we're doing for this gift card initiative. But what that's doing is that's giving us a chance to expose ourselves to these businesses in the community um, and then start building relationships with them. There's a good chance that some of them won't work with us in the future, but at the same time, we're having conversations with these businesses that we didn't before. Yeah. Um, so it's, you know, obviously you need sales to come in and you need, you need, uh, you need to generate revenue, but it's also, I think, double down, doubling down is also about building relationships because as everyone comes out of this, they're, you know, that if you strategically um, place yourself, you should be able to take advantage of the, of the uptick, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So what are, so what are some of the things that you guys are seeing that, that are, that companies are doing well right now? Like who, what kind of companies do you see that are, are possibly either doing marketing or sales or just pivoting their business to be somewhat more successful or, or just interesting? I, you know, I think one thing I'm seeing is that because we live in a social world, a millennial driven social world, business even statements from businesses right now about giving back to the community and getting involved in the community are doing very well for the for them branding wise mm -hmm. like it's it doesn't have to be anything major like i get an email from my bank almost every other day from the ceo um, that just talks about what they're doing to help the community through it and and things like that and i think those are doing very well on social from a branding perspective um, are that, they are they using things like COVID in the title or Corona? I mean, no one's really using Corona. No, it's more so just like during these times. This is right. how we're helping. Um, 
I, I think that it, my personal opinion is it's probably not a great idea to to tag something, or at least boldly tag something COVID, but I think you can work it into a title or a description so that people know what it's about. Um, but that, again, that's just from a social, that's not a direct, that's not directly correlating to immediate revenue for these businesses, but it's doing well for them online. Like people are calling, it's an unfortunate time in terms of everyone has an opinion and they're able to voice it. People are calling businesses out now on social media, like rapidly when, when they see things that they don't like, like a local gaming store you guys were talking about. I didn't even know I looked it up, got shut down because they had a game for sale and like normal business practice, they get swamped that morning and then they yeah. go back to regular. But because they got swamped that morning, people took a picture and then they had to shut their doors. Which so. I, I mean, I, like, look, I mean, EB, it's EB Games and was it, it was on the, the release of Animal Crossing. Okay. I think it was I think it was Animal Crossing that was at least but regardless like Don't act like you don't know the game. I don't know. I don't know. Actually I don't know. Actually I don't know. Oh there he is in the line. There's I, Adam. I play Mario Maker, man. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. My kids want Mario Maker. It's so uh, good. Do you have a Switch? Yeah. Yeah, so I don't have a Switch. So how would I know what Animal Crossing is? I don't. <laughs> um but this is going to the guy. Oh, never mind. We'll talk about the Star Wars video that's out there when you guys yeah. went to the movie theater. Some other maybe time. on maybe on a Star Wars one. Um, but I like. Do you think that a business should get shut down? Like obviously, obviously the is it the business's responsibility to have people social distancing, or is it the people like is the herd of the? Well, let me give you an example. So we have. Uh, eight telestores across the country, and we had to sh shut six of them down um, because of this. And so, but we still have two of them open, and, and we do have to have them open because as a telus initiative, we are an essential service. People do need to come in if their phones are breaking or they need to get internet or something like that. There needs to be a number of stores in each area, and we're on calls every day with the people in those stores. And we have an entire procedure on from the moment the person walks in, we have to ask for their name. We have to wipe their hands, ask them to wipe their hands. We have to have them stand in a certain way. We have to have them do this all for the safety. But you're right. The reality is I was on a call with Telus today and they're saying, look, the, the, the one thing we're kind of afraid of is all of a sudden eight people walk into a store, someone takes a photo, throws it on Facebook, and everybody says, look at how bad TELUS is. And it's yeah. like, you know, we're doing our best. Everybody's trying to, you know, follow all the rules and be as safe as possible. But you're right. You don't want to get so socially outed, you know, in, in, in that scenario. And EB Games, you know, might probably could have done a better job with, with getting people to, to line up. Um, but it's definitely a tricky time when you have a, a, a business out there as far as, you know, trying to follow the rules, but then also just worrying that people with a... Well, and I mean, you look, I mean, in, in my mind, obviously, we're, there's a few of us that are at the office, like we need to continue to run our businesses. We're doing everything we can to social distance and keep our area of business sanitize and, and, and clean on, on the regular to the point where your hands are hurting because of the amount of sanitization and, and my hands washing. are like red. Yeah. They, they match your yeah. shirt. Um, <laughs> so like, look, I mean, I like, I'm, I can't like, I don't, maybe someone's going to get mad at me for saying, it, but like, I'm not going to fault a business for trying to stay open during this time. But I do think as an employer or someone who's let's say running a construction site or running a store, you do need to take the responsibility. It's like shoveling, it's like shoveling the sidewalk when it's winter out and there's snow and ice. Like you have to shovel the front of your business so that no one gets hurt. It's the same idea in my mind when these, 
when these things get passed by provincial or Canadian legislation, um, that you have to you have to adhere to it and you have to take you know proactive uh, approaches to make sure that people are safe if they're coming into your location, right? Yeah, but you're talking about businesses. You know, one of the ones that jumps out is there's you know there's a million craft breweries around, and craft breweries make their money. A lot of them on you going into their brewery, filling up a growler, staying, getting drinks there, getting some food. The distribution, they don't all have the distribution in all the stores. And so all of a sudden people don't come into their uh, their breweries. And I've immediately seen, at least in the area I'm in, and I follow some of them on social, what do they do? They're delivering the beer. You phone them up, they deliver you the beer, they drop it off at your front door and they leave and they go do it. I mean, it was literally the owner of the brewery dropping off the beer at, at people's doors but that was like okay well people aren't coming in yep yeah we brewed all this beer we need to keep this beer now luckily i think they have a pretty um act audience that's sitting there appreciating it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> people are okay with are you gonna, are you, are you gonna do this? Out of this alcoholics yeah. are shredded yeah. well are I mean, you gonna continue doing this for me after well I, well that's a big question like some of these will. businesses that are putting in in these like curbside deliveries or uh you know are are we gonna see it over the next six months i think so i don't think you know when we come out of this i don't think people are gonna go back to business as usual i think their business has maybe changed for the better or just adapted to this new world i think people will probably like the convenience of it so now our business is supposed to have this additional service where maybe it's not the owner but it is skip the dishes or it is their own delivery people who are coming out and knowing that people will pay a little bit extra for convenience for their favorite mm -hmm. you know pub yeah. food um, or things of that nature you yeah. hit the nail on the head, though, that I think what it is going to do is change business for a really long time on what it looks like. And even when people keep saying, like, when are we going to come out of this? I don't think the answer is, oh, May 1st. Um, I do not see a scenario in which they're just going to say, uh, okay, May 1st, uh, everything's open. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Everybody go to the gym. Everybody go to the restaurant. Let's pack 18,000 people into Rogers Arena to go watch the Canucks. Like, I think... You know, as a society now, we've gone like, well, wait a minute, maybe I don't want to go to a, yeah. a gym where the guy just worked out on there and sweated all over. I don't want to go sit like a sardine with 18,000 people yeah. at Rogers Arena. And so I think it's going to be a gradual thing. Well, and, and like before, I didn't care if someone coughed around me. But now when someone coughs, it's like, you're right. You're... The other thing that is super interesting to me as I've been talking to businesses is there's these a lot of more traditional managed businesses were very opposed to remote, like any sort of remote working, right? And, and it's, it's very, um, it's justified because, you know, we see it when, when you're managing a team remote, there's a whole additional layer of complexity to that, uh, to ensuring accountability. But they've been basically forced yeah. to now have their staff uh, work remote. So what does that look like when this does ease up a little bit? Do they, you know, how do, when, when they start getting those questions, like, well, why aren't we still working a little bit remote or have that as an option? Like they're going to be dealing with business owners and management are going to be dealing with those types of questions when, when, uh, when it starts to ease up a bit. So that, yeah. that should be It's going to be interesting to see and listening to all sorts of different businesses um, talk about how they handle that because there's a lot of businesses, like you said, that have never had to deal with people working remotely 
I, the flip side, though, too, I think there's going to be a lot of businesses who haven't thought about working remote, and because they've changed the infrastructure of their business to allow remote working, and maybe they're seeing an added cost savings moving forward for the next half of the year, maybe they would continue having a portion of their staff work at home or have some sort of program where, yeah, you know what, two times a week you can work home, work at home if it's boost morale or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, it, it'll be interesting to see what happens. I know, it, especially within our kind of uh, industry, there is a lot of remote, um, you know, remote workers, and it isn't uh, uncommon. So our our industry, in terms of uh, you know even sales and marketing, we've seen that. But I don't know how you would look at, you know, you can't have a restaurant. Uh, yeah, I'd like to waitress from home. From home. Yeah. Let me I think, virtually. Re- I think it'll be interesting you. to talk about right now is is how because we do have staff even with with Apex, um, you have staff working remote, which is not traditionally the, the most optimal situation to be in with, especially with sales staff. Is how are we not 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 to be. Um, I'm trying to make sure I word this correctly, but you know, holding people accountable or, or managing that that. Um, that remote worker now, what are some things that we're doing? I mean, yeah. Joel, I'm definitely interested in, in hearing that from you just because of the well, big shift for Apex. Yeah, and so some of the things that we've we've leaned into are things like video conferencing meetings and so utilizing you know videos, we're doing that connecting as a group every day. I think it's super important that when people are working alone or remotely that, that we, we do feel connected as a company that Apex Wireless, that's our culture is so massive to us of you know getting together and, and having fun. So it's super important to do that. Um, I think what we've learned is there needs to be things like extremely clear expectations on what we expect from people while they are at home. And then there needs to be measurables on exactly how we measure those expectations to make sure that we are all on the same page. And I think sales is, is one of those jobs that, that is very difficult to do at home. People think they want to do it at home. People think that they, they like to do it at home. But there's a lot of extroverted people in sales. And not everybody, but there's a lot of people in sales that are very outgoing. And, and myself, I, I worked from home for half a day two years ago. And by noon, I was going crazy. And I didn't know how to, I was like, I don't, I was just like walking around, like, <laughs> I don't know what to do. I need to be around people. I yeah. need faces to be in an environment. Volleyballs. And it's like, <laughs> and so sales is about energy and it's about, you know, creating something out of nothing and to have to just sit on your couch and wake up. And it's, it's, it's just so easy to, yeah, I'll put the TV on. Well, and you know, and, and then before you know it, like you're doing things that you wouldn't normally do. Well, I mean, it's even as down to how you dress coming to an office versus being at home. And I, uh, I was talking to somebody in our building who has had a home office for a long time. It's this, you know, a one, a one guy kind of operation. Um, and, He's working at home right now for a little bit, even though he has come into the office because there's nobody here. Um, but he's like, it's it's a struggle working from home. I mean, it's just not the same. I don't I don't have the same type of mode. So it is like yeah. working from home in sales. If you've always done it, maybe you found your rhythm. But as soon as you get into that environment with other people, as soon as you come into the office, as soon as you have to dress a certain way because you're going into a sales meeting, so you need to project how you're, how you're wanting to be represented. Like, you're not doing the same thing by just picking up the phone at home, and it, although vid chat has become almost a norm, like the normal way to meet people right now, 
um, you still don't you still don't have that same level of a, of attention to your appearance, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But it, but it is important, and of course, we'll probably go through a lot of tips and tricks over the next 30, 40 days on what people are doing. I heard a really great tip, and I love this one for people that are working from home, and it was wake up in the morning, dress the same, you know, have your shower, dress the same way that you would dress as if you're gonna go to work, go get into your car, drive your car, drive, you could drive now because gas is like dirt cheap, drive for five or 10 minutes, drive back to your house, get out of your car and go into your house and start your day because it's sort of tricking your brain into this routine of you are going to work, you're getting in your car, you're listening to the radio station you used to listen to, or you're listening to a podcast, yeah. hopefully yeah. this one yeah. that you normally listen to on your way in, and now you're getting in and you gotta sort of create that normalcy while doing it. But it's funny because a lot of people, like you said, they're just, they're not set up to work from home. Like we have people, and it's funny because we have this, um, we're having us, all our people work from home film their days so that we can create these fun little videos. And, but we're seeing like people that, you know, have roommates and they don't have offices and they're sitting on their beds for conference calls because they have nowhere else to go. And then they're sitting at a little dining room table with a, you know, another yeah. roommate doing their work because yeah. they don't, they don't have giant dedicated offices in, the, in their houses. Yep. And, and you know what? I mean, it, that d definitely will play. I mean, again, maybe at first it's this fun experience. Maybe at first it's all right. But after a while, I think it definitely weighs on people. So I think one of the things that we were asking, um, I know I've seen a couple posts on LinkedIn and people trying to have conversations around is like, what are you doing right now if you're working from home to stay in a positive mindset, to keep yourself healthy, to, you know, strengthen your mind as well as just your, 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 your body, I guess you could say. Yeah. Um, but I mean, what are some of the things that you're seeing people do just to well, kind of, besides, I, besides the driving, the, besides the driving? Well, you see, like, I mean, we were talking about before, like the house party app that's popped up and everybody's FaceTiming and, and video chatting, like just as a social level, like just like with their friends. I was chatting with a friend who works for a company, one of those more traditional companies that was very opposed to remote working just before I came over here. And she, she was telling me how, um, they're because they, they're so out of their norm and, uh, and uncomfortable they, everyone in the, on the management side of this company it's a big company she's just constantly doing conference calls like all day long and she's like we can't get any work done because all they want to do is have conference calls because they're literally so uncomfortable with this situation so it's <laughs> yeah it's going to be interesting to see how that like you know you throw up uh, Google Hangouts I remember I was talking to a paralegal some time ago and she worked for a lawyer remotely and he would literally have uh, a video conference on eight hours a day. Like she'd be sitting at her desk and working with this lawyer, just staring at her while he was doing his stuff. Cause that's just, that's how he functions. So it's going to be interesting to see whoa, whoa, how, uh, yeah, how do I do with my hands? Yeah. You know, one of the things that in all seriousness that I I'm quite worried about is how some people are going to come out of this because it, it's kind of fun in the beginning. There's lots of memes. We're all on social media. Everybody's video timing and face chatting and we're, we're doing our best to stay connected. Going viral on TikTok. But the reality <laughs> is this might not end in a week. This might not end in two weeks. The idea of this social distancing could last a long time. I know people that work for us that live by themselves in basement suites. 
And they're now waking up in the morning in a basement suite. They're working all day by themselves. They're staying there all night. Right now they're doing okay because it's been a short amount of time. What happens if this is five weeks yeah. and the mental health issues yeah. that I think people are going to start to go through and people are going to seriously get depressed. In, well, and, in la and last week, and last week it was sunny out. Last week it was like that made it worse. Well, but I mean, it did kind of make it worse. It made it worse for way. people not social distancing, but I mean, it made it better on your mental psyche. Oh, this yeah, week, you look so. out your window. If you're in a basement suite, it's dark. Yeah, yeah. Even in this office, I mean, we have the we have the blinds closed, but it's it's just white out there. It's not like it doesn't. It, it looks depressing outside. Yeah. And I'm not even at home. I'm I'm at the office, which is also equally as depressing because there's nobody here. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's uh, yeah. I think people are gonna handle it differently. There's a lot of introverts in our space that probably I would assume even think they're flourishing right now. Like this is great, but they don't realize that they you as humans like psychologically we need that that interaction with each other physically. Otherwise, things get weird and our brains get wired weird. But do do you uh, think? I mean, like there's a book called Deep Work. I mean, I don't know if you if either of you read it, but um, in that it, I mean, obviously it's a I would say recommended reading right now, especially if you're working from home, but it's getting into, I always looked at it as a book to look at when you're so busy throughout the day and maybe you're getting interrupted by other conversations and you're acting to the fires that are maybe going on around you. Um, and it talks about getting 90 minutes of uninterrupted, like deep work and that's, and then you break. So you don't try to go to 120 minutes. You don't try to take it any longer. You, you have a focused 90 minutes. And then after that 90 minutes, you, you look back and you evaluate, like, what did I accomplish? And generally you're more productive. You, you allow yourself breaks to kind of get up, maybe shake off the heebie jeebies or whatever you want to call that. Um, but it just allows your mental uh, fortitude to stay strong and it allows you to actually be more productive. Um, so it's one of those things where those are habits. I feel like people need to kind of block in because working from home or even right now in the office it could it, the day just feels like it's blended into this one big mush and then at the end of it you're like i'm so exhausted but i didn't i don't even know what i did today yeah i don't even know what i accomplished yeah it's all the little things that matter right now um we should probably look at wrapping this one up i do have a question to pose both of you guys Sweet. before we do okay is uh so we've had a economic run for like 10 years now more than yeah, that just 12 over years 10, yeah so we knew a downturn was coming, right? We knew that something was going to economically happen. There was going to be a setback. It had to happen. If it wasn't COVID-19, what do you think it would have been? Because really what happened was, facts aside, I don't know all the facts. So don't, I don't want to be quoted on this, but there's apparently a bat story somewhere over in the other side of the world that created all this, right? What if that never happened? Would we have just continued, do you think? Do you think the economy would have been just as in surplus and great? Or do you think there would have been a setback in some other sector? I'm not trying to get all philosophical. Off I, you know what? It, it's funny because they were predicting, you know, a lot of people were predicting that 2020 was going to be a bit of a year that, that things started to go down. So last year, I, I know there's a lot of conversation around, the, you know, it's going to go down. And then, and then it was like, well, maybe it's not going to go down much. Maybe it's just a tiny bit. Maybe it's more 2021. Um, you know, I happen to think where, you know, as Canadians in British Columbia... Um, you know, we're in a pretty good place. We're in one of the greatest countries in the world, in the best part of the greatest country of the world. People are moving here like mad. I mean, housing and all of these things are happening. People aren't going to just stop moving to British Columbia. We're not going to see sort of the, the giant decrease. 
Um, but I didn't see a giant crash yeah. coming. I mean, obviously, I didn't see, you know, a, a virus of this. I mean, nobody saw it. Nobody knew. You know, if I told you this a year ago, you'd go, yeah, you're yeah, right. Yeah, right. <laughs> I don't believe you. I mean, even, you know, it's really, it's really funny about this. It's not funny, but like, it was not that long ago. I mean, heck, you've seen the clips of Trump saying, it's nothing. Who cares? It's the flu. Yeah. It's no big deal. It's on the other side of the world. And it was four days later that he said, okay, it's a pandemic and I knew it all along. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, um, and he didn't know it. And, you know, we would make fun of people buying toilet paper. And then I'm like, damn it, I wish I was one of those people because I ran out of toilet paper. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I guess it's just there was – I was thinking about this the, the other day. There was, there was There's a lot of – Well, did you answer – you didn't really answer his question. Yeah, I did. Did you answer his question? So we were, and, that, you know, that, there's a lot to that because when, when the 2008 crash happened – it didn't like we were okay. Like it, it was a there was a setback in and in it was BC, a tough time. In, yeah, in BC, but right? in BC, we we you know we didn't get hit as hard as like we weren't like Detroit where houses were getting boarded up and yep. houses for sale for two grand. But but I just there was a lot of like if you remember the la last part of last year, the last quarter, and then the, the starting of this year, there was a lot of media attention talking about this recession that was coming. Mm -hmm. Like we're going to get this big setback. There's going to be a big downturn. It has to happen. The market has to set has to correct itself. Blah blah blah. Um, now, of course, you know this. There's so much stimulus coming out from the from the governments that even if something was going to turn, it's like who knows how that's going to have any impact because there's so much stimulus now going out. So well, and and the thought that I think we are we have been forever changed. I think uh, not only. You know the economy. There, we we have no idea what's going to happen with the economy moving forward, especially how businesses when they start to dig themselves out of this. But just the way people reacted, just the way people have been reacting, I think it's. I hope it's a big eye opener that when something else comes up, because we know it's something else is going to come up. How are, how are you reacting? Social media has perpetuated like this mass amount of hysteria and fear, obviously. And I'm not a conspiracy theorist, so I'm not going to dive into any type of like, you see all these people that start post, and I get roped into it. I see start people start posting about, you know, these COVID conspiracies and you're like, whoa, is that true or what? But like, I just think that it's on the internet. It's probably, true. it's on yeah, the internet. It's, it's on Reddit. True. So it's gotta yeah, be, it's gotta true. be true. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like it would have been something else. I don't think we would, we, something else would have came up. Would have had to, right? But it was just an interesting thought because everyone was talking about this something hitting, something happening, and then and then this happened. I mean, maybe we can get an economist on the on 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 this one of these episodes and maybe give us a little bit more insight into that. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe if you if you're out there and you know an economist or somebody who has a pulse on on where we're headed, we'd love to chat. Yeah, like well, there's there's got to be something that was on the brink, right? Like something yeah. that was about to. I mean, I, I was I'm of the opinion that it's such a different world in 2008 now that I don't even know how it would have looked. Like we have people working their full time job and then they're uh, a skip the dishes driver at night and making more income than they did before. And yeah, it's not maybe it's not always great income, but there's just all these different ways yeah. that people are making money now. The the fact that the government had to basically legislate or not legislate but implement. Um, uh, this these packages for people, financial packages for people right now, because of the, of the fact we have so many freelancers across this country, says a lot to the, like what the market is now. It's yeah. not, it's it's a it's shifted a whole bunch in the past ten years. But um, yeah, it would just be interesting to to yeah definitely talk to someone who has some thoughts on that. Cool. Well, I think that this is a good broad episode to kind of 
allow our podcast to pivot in a new direction. Um, I, I think, pivot. Um, if you have any, if you if you are somebody out there that's interested, pivot. If you are, oh, that's pivot from friends. Uh, pivot from friends. friends. YouTube. If you, if you know, you know. Okay. If you know, you know. Um, but if you do know anybody that is uh, is interested to be on on this or as a guest, uh, hit us up. Uh, Layla, why don't you tell them where how they can reach us? You can go to the storybehindthebusiness.com of, or, of course, uh, agency.media. And there's contact forms on both, and you can shoot us a message. Or find us on LinkedIn. If you're on LinkedIn, or, or find us on LinkedIn and message either either three of us. Yeah. Either three either of us. all three of us? All three of us. We're not the or three musketeers. Or but just one. Yeah. Yeah, there we are. We look like brothers. Yeah, that guy, that guy, my, my photo in here with a, a Dude, shaved you, face. you look so like, young. I look like I'm ready for the COVID pandemic <laughs> with with no with no beard. I don't know what that means. <laughs> well, because you're supposed to, you're supposed to shave. You're not supposed. We're not. None of us are supposed to have facial hair during this. What? Yeah, apparently the the virus. What's can, one thing you're looking forward to doing? This is over. I'm looking forward to hugging a stranger and licking their face. Yeah, I'm gonna pass on that. <laughs> I mean, I could I could do the same. <laughs> yeah, you guys probably both. I'm, could. You know what? I'm, I'm looking forward to go to the movie theater. I want to go and I want to get popcorn. I want to sit in those. Which, which is funny because seats. the one thing we have. Is an abundance of movies. I right? know, <laughs> but it's I mean it's different. Like, I was like sitting on his couch, his big screen TV, yeah. eating his free popcorn, being like, I wish I was paying a lot for this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah I, want, I wish I was paying a hundred dollars for this movie yeah. right now. No, I do want to see. I, I do want to go to the movie theaters. I also do, I want to go to a pub. I want to go to a pub. I want to have a beer with with people, and I want to have conversations without feeling like I'm I'm doing something illegal. Yeah, my life. I mean, I'm not a super social person. I think. I mean. I go out a lot, but it's pretty, like I'm with my kid and it's pretty isolated in general. So this is actually, I'm one of those people that is probably going to, in like a week or two, be like, oh, like I'm going to start feeling something like, because it's the little interactions you have. Um, the, the uncertainty for people like me, I mean, just to be honest, if you, if you, you know, you deal with anxiety in any, in any fashion, this is not a good time for you mentally right now. So there's a, uh, you know, worrying about people in my family and in the, in life and friends and things like that. I'm going to be looking forward to not having to worry about them so much mm-hmm. and myself not to get all sentimental, but I was like, I was at the, I was at, I will get sentimental here. I was, I was, I was at the local Tim Hortons the other day and this guy that owns it, um, he's basically watched my son and I since my baby, kid was a baby, like I go in there every month. I'm, st- I'm addicted to steep tea, so I drink a lot of them. And, uh, you know, they've obviously got a big downturn. There's not as many people coming through there. He's doing his best to keep it open. But he was literally in tears talking to me yesterday morning, talking about, like, yeah, how he's just trying to keep as many of his staff as, at as many hours as possible. Um, he's an immigrant. He, he came here with his wife. No family here at all. Uh, has has kids now himself. It was just that type of thing, like those types of conversations. Well, and people look at it and be like, "Oh, it's Tim Hortons. are fine. They'll be all right. Big corporation." Yeah. They don't realize that there's like a it's a like a franchise. So every business is like it's every business is being impacted, right? It, except for the grocers. I think they're doing okay right now. Yeah. But I mean, who knows what it looks like for them going forward? But that that type of those types of conversations, like I, I keep saying, it feels like when you're driving around and there's almost no one on the road that there's about to be a zombie apocalypse or something like that eerie feeling i'm looking forward to that being gone and just yeah it's funny you say that though and this is really weird and we can wrap up the road this. is super we're busy. here on 200th in langley and as you're saying it like the entire podcast you just hear cars zooming yeah. by the whole time and i know it's a little quieter out there right now but there there is still people out there driving around now they might just be driving around for the sake of it because gas is cheap 
Well, yeah. and it's weird. It's two o'clock. Like, what are you? If you're not at home or at work, like, what are you doing at two o'clock well, on a Friday? It's just, it's just people work, like on the hustle work, and I, I mean. We're talking to a lot of businesses through our partnership program. And, you know, I've been on three calls this week with, with agency or, or marketing company owners in the States. And they're, I mean, it's shifted just like it has for us, but they're still working. They're hustling hard and they're, and they're pretty optimistic about, about what's going on. So people are still, are still motivated, I think. Um, yeah, I'm not, no, there's not much curling up in a ball or no room for that, really. So, so this is going to be fun. It's going to be a fun, exciting month for meeting different people talking to lots of different industries and uh, hopefully everybody enjoys it. Yeah, and, and I, that was a great last call out, Joel. I just wanted to say we are gonna be playing around with trying to live stream, so getting people to tune in, ask questions as we're doing this. Uh, we're, we're not precious about the way that we do things, so we're gonna try some stuff out. At the end of the day, we just wanna have great conversations and some good, uh, good impact and good content uh, going over the next 30 days. Awesome. Okay. All right. That's it. Thank you. Cool. Thank you.